Okay, hello. This is Lenny D'Angelo, uh, participating in the Art Sound Off Challenge uh, for the month of November, 30 days of Art Sound Off, audio journaling from the fellows at Lean Into Art. Uh, day four's prompt is, uh, 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 what are you playing? And at first when I read that, I was thinking, what are you playing at? And that's a whole other discussion. What am I playing? I know the, 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 the Jersey and Rob, they were often talking about video games. I don't play video games at all. Um, at all. I haven't touched a video game since the console systems of the, of the uh, early 90s. Haven't touched it. Uh, and any time I was over someone else's house and they're playing a game, I was perfectly happy just to watch them struggle. Uh, I don't know. It, it doesn't appeal to me very much. It's fun for a second or two, but I, I tire of things. You know, it's funny. Lately, in my older day, old age, and I don't want to have to put this into every one of these either, but in my old age, I feel like I tire of many things quickly. Uh, Long-form series on on a Netflix or whatever, or uh, or uh, uh, book series or whatever. I can't I can't hang, man. I don't want. I'm not into it. You you can can you can we wrap this up? Is what I often am thinking. Can we wrap this up? I gotta I gotta hit the hay. Anyway, what am I playing? Uh, the closest thing I have to think of thinking about this, but I think it's a nice topic no matter what. Uh, the topic in general is about what are you allowing yourself the time to play because as, as, as working professionals or, uh, or uh, aspiring artists or aspiring whatever or whatever, uh, oftentimes we, uh, we, hit the, we hit the work real hard and the play kind of takes a back seat. And I have noticed uh, uh, that is true of, of uh, older people and not so much of younger people, unless I'm mistaken. Many of my students have seemed to have plenty of time for games, and oftentimes not much for their work. So a balance, everybody. But anyway, I I spent a lot of my life. Um, at some point, I decided to be really hardworking, and I I, I allowed myself to uh, neglect play, uh, playing anything at all. Everything had to go into something. Everything had to be productive. And uh, I allow myself later on to really think about what non-productive time means. I'm going to go into this more, uh, this particular uh, aspect of this even more. Because I, I have a class, one of my classes in my uh, graduate program, one of the first classes we all have to take, required class. It's called professional practices. And one of the exercises they're having us do is to create a, a five-year plan. I've done this a couple of times, but God, never with this level of maturity that I have, that I'm working with now, and with the insights that come with such maturity. And I'm not tooting my horn or anything. I'm just saying that happens over time. It has nothing to do with being wise or smart. It's just over time, you're like, oh, I've been through this and that and the other before, and now I have insights. I've said this before many times. One of the things that we had to do first for that, for that plan was to talk about our core values. And core values is something that my, my old uh, work used to bring up all the time at the publishing company. Uh, 
core values. What are our core values? And they only had five of them, and they only really cared about one of them, which was making money. Uh, the others, well, you know, they're there for it because they look good on a poster that we that we update every year. Uh, but really, in thinking about core values, one of the things that came up for me, you do, so you do a mind mapping exercise where you sort of write down things that are important to you or things that have become important to you or things that you feel like you don't have access to at this point in your life that you would want to in five years, etc. It's just sort of like a free-form list-making activity. And then you sort of look for key themes across those things. One of the key themes for me was making time non-productive activities because it hasn't been something that I was uh, uh, really focused on before uh, it, it was something that I sort of was like yeah I, I want to be able to play this or that game or do this or that activity but I don't really have time and I don't really have the, the energy and if I if I do that it's going to distract from the thing that I because, you know, I got my goals set up for the for this month and they got to hit my targets, etc. You know, thinking about life, your life, the, your being in terms of uh, some sort of corporate management structure. And it's insane to do that. That isn't how people are. The reason it's a corporate management structure is because it has to be forced on you. This isn't how we uh, behave naturally. It isn't even comfortable, and it isn't pleasant. So, anyway, one of my core values is going to be uh, dividing up uh, what what is things that are work and things that are being. And pure being uh, is non-productive. There is nothing productive about it. There is often no evidence that it happened at all. Pure being versus work. Now, there are overlaps. There are things about pure being that I enjoy, like activities that I enjoy that are also productive, but many of them are not. And those things you could easily categorize as play. And not making time for pure being, for play, is a, uh, a shooting yourself in the foot as a creative. So if you must uh, treat your life as some sort of corporate management seminar, with the 12 steps that you follow and all that. Oh, they would never do 12. That would that would ring too true for some of them execs. They probably do 10, 8 to 10. It's a little better, a little more digestible, and doesn't remind them of the meeting they've got next Tuesday night. <coughs> I'm in charge of coffee. Oh, no. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, what the hell was I saying? Yeah, okay, making time for play and non-productive things. Um, but if you must, okay, I remember, if you must treat your life in this sort of uh, very management, very structured way, then you should also know that not freeing yourself up from play and being, uh, it, it shortcuts your creativity, not shortcuts, shorts out your creativity, your, the fuel that you need for your creativity. And... Uh, you know, you can check out this lecture. Oh, that looks like my instructor. Is that you? Oh, it ain't you. Good. Uh, you can check out the lecture by John Cleese that I mentioned before where he talks about the psychology of this. Um, but I think everybody sort of knows it's true. 
that as a kid you went out and played in the woods or whatever you did or on the streets or throw a ball or, 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 or whatever it was, imaginary things or, uh, you know, you know, drawing pictures and making comics, etc., writing stories as a kid. You didn't necessarily know it was going into your long-term career. It wasn't something that was on your mind. It was just play. And uh, those are the things that fuel you as an adult. Those are the experiences that turned you into the one you are today. If you're so those things are more important. Those are the fuel. All right. So what am I? I, I basically talked around that the question so much. Uh, what am I playing? Uh, I think it was three years ago I uh, permitted myself, and I really had to think of it this way. Hey, hey, Lenny, you're allowed to try this. I said that to myself, I internalized it, and I did. Uh, playing music. Uh, I wanted to pick up an instrument, and at that time it was the violin. <clears throat> now, I still want to play the violin desperately, but I hurt myself, so I switched instruments. Long story longer. Uh, now I'm trying to learn how to play the mandolin, which is a similarly tuned and similarly sized instrument, uh, so that I could learn, not, not have to start over. And plus, I like the way that thing sounds, man. It's very cool. Very cool. Maybe someday I could join the Mumford and Sons reunion. Tour uh, at, across six county fairs uh, in, the, in the Inland Empire in, in upstate New York. Um, playing music is the, the, the unfortunate part about playing music is that it's a skill based exercise. And, and I, I know video games have a skill to them as well, but you can easily walk away from one video game. And, uh, and pick up another one with another set of skills. It's kind of be re-entertained by it. Learning to play music, there's definitely a goal to it. And if you play games in a, in a sort of, I'm, I'm going to pick it up and play it sort of way, you may not have a goal of finishing. The goal of, for uh, finishing learning to play an instrument is to be able to play the friggin' thing, to play a song, to play with others, to uh, harmonize or... Uh, or uh, do the, the melody, the harmonies with with another uh, musician. These sorts of things. That's the big goal of doing it in the first place. And I, if you can't do that, it sort of feels like a failure. And I have to keep reminding myself, this is my fun thing. This is my fun thing. But it's hard. It's too hard. What I have enjoyed is having that instrument around. So I pick, can pick it up and pick on it and mess with it. Now that is low stakes, nobody's even there to hear it, and it feels good, it feels so good. Ah, Gobi, I'm very tired. So good, in fact, it, it, it definitely works around the uh, difficulty of actually learning the play. Okay, so that's what I'm playing there. Uh, uh, still learning to play an instrument, enjoying that as a game-based thing. You know, there is a game aspect to it. It isn't, a, it isn't productive necessarily. I ain't joining a band anytime soon. Okay? Yeah. Okay. That's been fun. That's all there is to that. Uh, okay, moving on. I hope, actually, I don't believe I will ever be playing video games. But I hope in the future 
to be able to uh, do something musical. Oh, related to that, I bought I bought this little accessory, which is fun. It's called a looper pedal, and the looper pedal allows you to record a few seconds of music through a microphone uh, or another input. A few seconds of anything, actually, any sound. I record it, and then it'll loop it back. Uh, and you can set the rhythm of it, and then you loop it back. Right? So it's fun. And it allows you to record, I think it's up to five or six uh, different separate sounds. And to have them being played in, uh, in sync in the, at the rhythm that you set, which is very interesting. And I first saw it out when I was uh, at, a, at a performance ago. It was a one-man guy, one show. And he's just got a guitar up there and a, and a drum machine or whatever. But, it, but with this looper pedal, he basically created a whole band uh, for our to sing over. And it was a really cool thing. And I've been playing around with that looper pedal. I like that. So in terms of music, I'm, I'm enjoying like audio sort of gaming. Uh, my, my version of that. Uh, and I could see myself getting into effects pedals and equipment and stuff like that, but come on, who am I kidding, huh? I gotta learn to pick out a few chords first, before that's ready for that, okay. But that's been fun, and it's, it has nothing to do with anything, it's just for fun. I'm gonna file that under pure being, and uh, work on my, uh, my core values uh, for play. What are the other things to me that are meaningful for play? I think it's important. And I think a lot of us neglect it. Okay, that's all for that. Uh, this is Landon Angelo. I do it sound off. Uh, number four. Right. Uh, 14 minutes short.